0: Even if you are in a job that you like and that you think you're comfortable in, always keep an eye on the market and sort of try to understand where things are going and how things are changing and, and how your, you with your passions can add, add value in different capacities.
1: And so we kick off part two of this episode together with Eva Offerman. She's the founder of a recruitment agency based in New York. The name of the agency is called, guess what? Placement On Purpose. And we talk about the importance of referrals we talk about the importance of keeping an eye on that market we talk about how relevant it is to make sure you also stay focused on what it is you really love to do what you enjoy doing and what you're good at doing and hopefully there's also a market need for it so off we go
0: referrals are the biggest source um, of successful for successful hires so uh, and it makes sense right we're all human so if we yep. we know each other and if i tell you i have someone for you who's excellent i worked with them in another capacity maybe some years ago but you know excellent uh you would trust that so much more than if you just get a resume without any context or without anyone endorsing them right so um so i always advise people as well to if don't be shy and, and don't feel i mean i know this like people don't want to come off as desperate is also a thing we, and and there's a whole discussion around should you put that green banner on linkedin like that you're looking for a job or does that look too desperate and and it's sad actually that that mm-hmm. that people look at it as um oh you're looking for a job you must be desperate because that's also definitely not the case i mean in this round of layoffs so many people are and, and in general i think it can happen to anyone but are laid off outside of performance as well right so people should not be ashamed uh, but um you were rightly saying um a targeted approach and a human approach is the best one and look for people who who and and don't be shy in that to reach out and to say i need help Uh, if you've worked with people in the past and they are connected to maybe leaders at companies where you are interested in working for say, can you refer me? Can mm-hmm. you put a good word in for me? Mm-hmm. Uh, or just say, I have applied, not to make the burden too big on them. If, if you feel if you feel like uncomfortable with asking people to do work for you, say, I have applied, maybe you can just talk to the hiring manager and, and make sure that at least they will see my resume, because if there's a junior recruiter on all those thousands of applications, it the, the resume might not even reach the hiring leader, right? So if you then know someone and you just say, I've applied. There's nothing really that you need to do, but if you if you could put a good word in and just say that, you know, make sure that they see my resume. That's all.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I think those things can be can be very powerful.
1: Yeah, which once again I think leads to the paradox of our times. You know, technology opening up so many options. So if I want to, I, I can apply for, you know, any kind of job uh, because everything is kind of like accessible. But in reality, the 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 hallway or the doorway is narrow you know yes. it's very narrow nonetheless and uh you know maintain personal
0: connection makes right. a difference
1: yeah exactly so in the stage of technology that's what we're saying it's, it's kind of like yeah you've got the platform but it's not going to lead you very far mm-hmm. you know it, it may lead you further if you use the platforms as a networking opportunity rather yeah. than as a job application opportunity you know because if it first needs to start otherwise you're just a name in the midst of like if you're saying there were 2000 applicants for a role yeah you know it's and it's, that
0: also in in that from that perspective it also doesn't really help the company be more efficient right because imagine i mean what to do with 2000 applications so sometimes really less is more as well that's why i think my job as a sort of a headhunter or executive search consultant external can can really help because people some sometimes have the idea of well we can attract a lot of people so we don't need that yeah i'm sure you can but if you have two thousand applications how efficient are you going to be to filter out the right ones right so so the the value of, of people like me is also to to do all that work for you to talk to people mm-hmm. and, and then to send you a short list of five really good ones who are motivated to work for you, who want to maybe live near your office if, if you have a, a work um, policy that requires that. Uh, so um, sometimes less is more. So technology opens up in the, the options, but having two thousand applications for one job is not helping anyone. <laughs> um so sometimes, yes, you can use the technology and then you need you need the the human touch uh,
1: as well yeah to, you still need that conduit, uh, yeah. let's say that that is able to make the connections amongst humans, from humans to humans. And I also think that conduit is equally important for the candidate to better interpret the culture of a company because if you, You know, I've been now and I've lost count uh, on how many um, separate companies also due to mergers, acquisitions, et cetera. But at the end of the day, whatever you see on, you know, their values, their mission statement, they're very, very similar one with the other. So it also requires an incredible ability to read through once again. And I think you guys have an important role to play as intermediates, probably even more so than talent acquisition people within companies but really the external eye which mm-hmm. you know you can you can really read between cultural um uh, let's say taglines that are fashionable and really say no 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 but this they're saying this but actually they are that uh, yes. you know they're saying they're very open and transparent but actually they're very conservative and traditional um mm-hmm. and and therefore it's only once you know that that you can better find that ideal you know profile mm-hmm. um, yes because the other big risk is you know people jumping from one job to the next just realizing yeah. that it was it was anyway a mistake you know
0: absolutely i i think that that that's very true and um and also external people can tell you if you're off better than internal people because we talk to so many people and other companies as well and how they are organized so sometimes we can sort of coach on maybe a better way of organizing organizing your team based on what we see in the market but also they might have requirements for a job and and the salary might not be aligned at all because maybe that was done by a composition team 10 years ago and the skill set has become much more in demand or something like that and um, so so external recruiters can often really help as consultants because they see so much and they talk to so many different people. Because that's always the risk of being in a company, right? That you don't see anything else anymore, that that, you, yeah. that you're sort of a, in a tunnel vision and you think that everything that happens inside is is, is what the world is. So external advice uh, and consultancy can, can be very helpful there as well. Yeah, yeah.
1: And um, as you were talking, um, I'm kind of like, you were mentioning a couple of things that lead me to another question um like on location yeah i'm wondering post-covid and once again you know you've got these uh trends all of a sudden Mm -hmm. everybody working from home and now kind of like this backlash uh in one of the episodes one of my guests tim he was saying you know there is a backlash of of conservatives conservatorism and traditionalism people wanting to go forcing people to go back to the office etc what are are you seeing out there what are people um how important is that this flex way of working
0: yeah i mean it's surprising to me i thought that COVID would create a bigger transformation um with work from anywhere and there were initial signs where a few large companies like spotify was one of the first to say we we implement the work from anywhere uh policy Right. And I thought, wow, that could make also this this whole recruiting function, uh, talent acquisition discipline so much uh, more interesting because then you can get your talent from anywhere. It also is complex, of course, right? Because payroll and, and different cost of living in different places. And what I mean, it I understand that there's a lot of challenges to that, too. Um, but I had expected it to shift more because um, basically COVID has proven, I think, uh, I think the data shows that, that companies were not doing were not worse off with people working from home, right? Uh, people were still productive. And there was that, of course, there's that fear uh, of, of leaders who've d- always done it a certain way. And who, especially the ones that may be a bit less trusting and a bit more micromanaging, they like to see people doing their jobs. First, it's just focusing on the output and, and the delivery. Um, so that discomfort of, uh, if I don't see you, I'm not sure what you're doing. Um, I thought that COVID has actually disproven that because, because companies were still doing well and, and people turned out to be productive. And then there's, there's maybe sometimes even more productive because, you know, you don't have to commute for hours. You're not in traffic and you can already start maybe at 7. AM instead of 9. AM, if you don't have to do that commute or, um, and, and it's it makes people in certain situations with small kids, for example, more flexible to take care of that while they can then also do their work better because they, when once the kids are to bed, whatever they could start. So it makes everything more flexible work life balance is better, I think it, it people were were um, more productive, so I expected a shift it's not really shifting from what I'm seeing now so um. There were some early signs and then it went back. And now in this market, I, I mean, the percentage of jobs posted that are fully remote is almost almost zero. It's like it's, it's, it's really small. So people want people back close to an office, What you do see sometimes is that they say, well, we're open to any location where we have an office. Uh, so that makes it a bit more flexible. But fully remote is really not not a thing anymore. And, and now what I see, because the market is shifting, so uh, in, in, in the way that, um, because there was hiring in certain industries during COVID and now they, they are letting people go, that some companies are even sort of using it to, um, to let people leave. Like for example, on the West Coast in very expensive places or here in New York where people have moved away to live a bit more uh, in, in an affordable place. That they require them to come back to this super expensive city, hoping that they will leave, uh, so that they don't have to do another rounds of round of layoffs. So it's almost used as a tool to, mm-hmm. to get rid of people. It sounds very disrespectful, but um yeah. So um, and that has to do with the dynamic again with the demand and supply. Right now mm-hmm. the companies are back in the driver's seat in certain industries. I mean, it's still labor, uh, the labor market is still not. Not really bad. I mean, unemployment is still really low, uh, but now the industries that are doing well are more um, government and education and healthcare and and uh, hospitality, and the corporates, the tech companies, and and they are not doing well. So, um, so it's still uh, the labor market in general is still not 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 so bad, but in certain industries, it's looking really gloomy for for mm-hmm. uh, for the talent out there and and especially in those places uh people would require them to come to come back to the office yeah because and, they can afford
1: to do that yeah they can and and it's also yeah there was productivity but I think another thing popped up which is the sense of belonging anyway the sense of you know how do you maintain the the human bond and uh, you know if everybody is kind of like a a random variable out there in a, in, a, in an ecosystem, it um, for some people it was also very difficult to stay connected with their, yes. with their colleagues and you know with what was going on you know and it's true that yeah um, we can have I, this conversation face to face it would be very different than you know on a Zoom call or stuff like that and you know, imagine when your colleagues that does make that that it helps so it's it's as always absolutely. you know it's like where do we find that right middle ground. Um, that's true.
0: I, I'm, I'm not, I was never very black and white and oh yes, everyone should be fully remote. I, I can see the advantages of it. Um, but, um, but I also see the advantages of being in an office and just having that chit chat around the water cooler or the coffee machine, right. But that you won't have ever, uh, if you just do zoom meetings all day, so you you don't get to know people and, and for, for culture and for belonging and for loyalty, maybe, and feeling, Feeling you're part of a community that that matters to you, absolutely. And and certain jobs also do. There's a need for them for for actual presence. So I, in my opinion, the the, the hybrid sort of flexible model would be would be the ideal.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In most
0: cases, yeah.
1: Yeah, I I, I agree. Let's see how that's going to play out. Um, yeah. But but I do think that's going to be more and more of that, hopefully, and. Uh, less of like the two extremes, you know, completely working from yeah. home or you have to be back to the office. Um, which which actually I was thinking then of another topic, which it, because you were talking about the labor market. And, you know, in in my idea of this world of work, it's it's a bit like moving away from a, a supply and demand. Bear mm. with me a second, like concept, because that's very much of goods, isn't it? You know, um and and the human as a resource right that the the supply the demand and and i'm kind of thinking if we continue to think that way you know supply and demand i i sense that we're always going to be running behind the market dynamics right so um how do and and i I think that can be very tiring for people after Mm -hmm. a while it's Mm -hmm. forget the ones who are you know the young professionals starting in their jobs and. we're probably already disillusioned. I don't know. I'd like to hear your view actually on that too. You know, how do you see the younger generation, the new generation when they're um, hitting the job market? You know, what, what, what's their enthusiasm and what are they really expecting? But if, if you leave them aside for a second, you look into the trajectory of a career of 30, 40 or whatever years, mm-hmm. um, you know, the sense of supply and demand, one is always thinking, okay, well, what's going to be the next one where I, you know, what I offer is going to be in demand for, as opposed to, because I I wonder if that mentality is really helping us, um, Mm -hmm. as opposed to finding opportunities where there may not be a demand yet, right, Mm -hmm. but where there is a need so and and a need that's not yet manifested as a need so for example i don't know you look into the trends, sustainability the, the the fossil fuels climate change you name it you got it right technology etc there are lots of things that are popping up that would we would have never expected it to be happening in the past so it's it's i always encourage people to also think beyond just the market and also think hey what do you have to offer and if you were a company, well, how would you position that offering vis-a-vis, you know, potential buyers? But because, yeah, you know, anyway, I'm, I'm on a- Yeah, I'm on no, a, I totally yeah.
0: see what you're saying, because indeed it sounds like people are commodities and, uh, and I, I truly believe also in my heart that people should do what they love to do and not just look at um what what is out what is needed and let me get a degree in that particular field so that i I can get a job i I do think that that's that's a bit depressing almost because that would mean that nobody could follow their passion anymore but on the other hand there's also reality so when i talk about demand demand and supplies like the demand for people and organizations in the us now in in certain industries is low Mm -hmm. uh because there was over hiring during COVID and after Uh, And now there's just, for people in general, people are being let go. Um, So if the demand is low, it's like we touched on earlier, it's very hard to say, oh, let me figure out my passion and see if maybe, you know, someone is gonna (laughs) be interested uh, in in what I have to offer because there's more urgency, right? So, so, um, well, when the demand was high, like a year or two ago, uh people could do that and i think there was much more room for oh let me let me really uh seek out what i want to do and and then uh, and 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 they they had the option to do that so 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 you have to kind of be realistic i think and a little bit of a dreamer at the same time I, i i i love to believe that you know people should always dream and and follow um Follow their hearts in a way, and and, and their passions, and indeed, also um, times change. So uh, if all aligns well, and uh, then maybe there there's gonna be opportunity for people who do that. And I think when you love what you do, you are you will be doing better. You thrive. Uh, it's it's just it's all true. But then but then there there is a job market. And you have to sort of be realistic as well as as what your options are, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It, it's true. And it's not a conversation, let's say, that one would have in the moment of need and crisis, you know, mm-hmm. but it's a conversation that one would have when you talk about career development in the long term for people, you Absolutely. know, that's the difference. Yeah. Yeah. But but. Usually, people reach out to individuals like yourself or to me when it's too late or when it's yes. when it's a crisis moment. Um, but it's more of how how does one place themselves on on purpose? If we go back to that, how how do you purposefully design um, your trajectory? What doesn't mean you know exactly what's gonna happen after three years for you? That's impossible, right? Unless you've got a sphere uh, or you know your a magician but it's more on this this um you know this purposeful placement of your life it's like purposeful placement of your talents your skills how do you build those skills that you need to build so that it is it becomes a natural way for you to go as opposed to scrambling and and kind of figuring it out when it is in moments of crisis because that doesn't work. usually doesn't work that way you
0: know Absolutely true. Yeah. I think it's and I always encourage people to to constantly be searching or or keep a tab on what what you like, what you enjoy. And if you cannot do those things in a job that you can make a living with. Um, make sure you cultivate hobbies and and your passions outside of work, right? And listen to podcasts and, and learn up on things. And uh, there's so many ways in which you can um, still develop yourself in the fields uh, of your interests and follow your passions outside of work, and I think it's super important. And then always, as, as you referred to as well, uh, even if you are in a job that you like and that you think you're comfortable in, always keep an eye on the market and sort of try to understand where things are going and how things are changing and and how your you with your passions can can add add value in different capacities as well and keep talking to others and to uh, people in other organizations and um because you're right some sometimes people totally lose track of that and and they have been They are in companies for a long time and then all of a sudden they're on the job market and they're completely lost they they haven't networked they they don't know how to how to talk about their skills uh they they don't have resumes they don't have linkedin profiles um but also they they really sometimes lost it's sometimes it leads to identity crisis right like they were something in that company and everyone knew them there and they sort of became lazy and and okay so that's my identity And then, and then they're really lost. Um, So, so yeah, you always, in my opinion, it's good for every individual to um, constantly actively be on that journey of how you can continue to develop yourself and follow your passions. And if it's something where you cannot immediately in this moment, make a living with, you have to be realistic and see, okay, what, what can I do for a living? And how can I then uh, also cultivate my, my other passions?
1: Absolutely. Very precious words, what you're saying. Um, And especially the sense of people identifying themselves with their job, um, especially the more senior they become, you know, they think they are that job description uh, or that, sorry, that business card.
0: Um,
1: And this is true when they're either asked to leave because everybody will be asked to leave at some stage in their lives. You know, this is just the natural way of the world of work nowadays It's going to be more and more like that. Or when you retire, you know, mm-hmm. this happens all the time when people, they, all of a sudden they have to move on, they retire they mm-hmm. and then they feel that their life is all of a sudden empty because they've mm-hmm. identified themselves so fully into that that job, which may have been fantastic, you know, amazing fulfillment, but that's not who we are only, you know, um,
0: Absolutely. yeah,
1: and, and and there was something else that when, when we were talking last time, um, that if you don't mind very quickly, I'd like to touch upon. Um, when we were first talking, you had mentioned that you, your own world of work, how that has changed since mm-hmm. when we first met and, and worked together. And, and how you you've pivoted from different jobs but then you realized that once you were out it was really difficult for you to go back in and to feel that going back into corporate
0: mm-hmm.
1: was the right place for you I was kind of curious to hear your own experience and your own world of work how that changed and how you can't kind of go back to something that you leave behind but
0: yeah yeah for me for me it feels that way because what i realized when i started to work for myself and i had i had really um very nice experiences in corporate as well and i worked for large organizations and i worked for a startup and uh, again different industries different places um some great bosses some not so great right like just a general thing that everyone goes through uh but i think what i mostly concluded when i started for myself uh was that wow i have so much time left (laughs) because generally in organizations you do a lot for other people or for the optics or for political reasons like you need to show up in a certain meeting and meetings are not always very efficient you know i remember in certain corporate settings where you know you are in these weekly or monthly meetings and in the end there's no real takeaways or there's no real accountability assigned so the next time you meet you're at the exact same place where you were before and um so i I, I realized wow now i can i work for myself i i don't have a boss i don't have to show my face in meetings um and now i can only focus on either what i love doing what helps others or what makes me money, or ideally the three combined. (laughs) And I found I have so much time left, which was amazing. So I kind of realized, though, again, I had very valuable experiences in corporate as well. And and I'm very grateful to a lot of the teachers on the way, because I could never have started my own thing right from college, right? Uh, Like as a fresh grad, I needed that foundation of corporate learnings and see how organizations work. Um, so, I but but it would be very hard to go back into sort of a rigid environment where politics play a big role. Uh, so, because I would be constantly asking myself, "What am I doing here?" Right? Uh, uh, a lot is happening in my in my view in organizations that is not directly. Um, Positively impacting anything. <laughs> there, there's there's often a lot of talk and uh, uh, and and so th- that would be hard for me to go back to uh, because now I'm used to even though sometimes I mean I there's good things about that too and and sometimes it's lonely to work just for yourself right and it would be nice to sort of bounce ideas off of someone and and um, and I, I miss that um, I, I miss sometimes coaching and leading teams as well that what I sort of did towards the end of my career because I enjoyed that too. Um, but um, but yeah, the, the fact that what they say, this 20 twenty eighty rule where uh, 20% of the time you spend on something results in, uh, it, like covers 80% of the output, like if you're more targeted and you focus on exactly what you want to focus on, you have a much better outcome than, than if you're just all over the place and you do things for reasons that, that might not be yours. Or benefiting your 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 business directly, so um, so that I think would be would be hard for me to go back to sort of a, a highly political environment. Mm-hmm. Um, I could still imagine working with, like maybe with a with a smaller company with like a great mission, uh, because I do like the idea of building something together with with the community of sort of like minded people and where you can still learn from others and and build something meaningful. But I think I wouldn't easily be able to go back into like a super large organization very hierarchical with many layers with many cook- cooks in the kitchen with lots of politics that that would be hard for me i
1: think interesting yeah it would be hard for me too i think once uh, I, I think once you've explored different spaces into once again you imagine the world of work as different landscapes that you can go through and and explore then then going back to uh, well, some people love it and they do go back to it for sure. Um, yeah. But but I smiled as you were thinking, as you were talking, because I was thinking to myself, you know, we were just talking about productivity and about, you know, how companies think or have seen that people can be equally productive from working from home. Actually, the time we spent on unproductive activities in companies, it is just mind Boggling, is, right? Yeah, I've always said to myself, you know, we are way too highly paid to yes. do to spend time in in meetings and influencing. When ultimately, at the end of the day, it doesn't really make much of a difference. You're just, no. you know, that that becomes your your job, your activity, your task. And that's uh, at least, you know, when the clock starts ticking for me, I'd rather spend my time, you know, differently uh, than, than playing the the, the the status and the political um influencer
0: <laughs> i'd rather be yeah. the
1: normal influencer if that yeah. makes sense and
0: really try to make an impact yeah. i mean yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, something meaningful and if that is just talking to one person for me it, it can be talking to one person maybe even if i can't find them a job right away but making maybe making them feel be- better a little bit or give them some advice that that is useful to them that still even if it's one person would be more um, satisfying and impactful, I think, than than sitting in an hour meeting where where there's no outcome and no takeaways <laughs> with twenty other people, right? Uh, yeah,
1: very true. Last last question, uh, my dear Eva. So you know, part of the Wow, the World of Work podcast, of course, the question about you know what's wowing you at the moment, what's giving you that kick, what's giving you that energy um if there's something you'd like to share with us we'd love to hear it
0: yeah i think people people keep wowing me and and also the um uh, what would wows me too this this conversation was very very inspirational actually What you said also about that people can have different career paths and do different things and and the potential of humans to to, to learn and to do different things and to, to find new passions, I think it's amazing. And that keeps around me in, in talking to individuals who are, for example, transitioning in their careers. And, and even I see it for myself, I'm, I'm doing, I, I know you are someone like that as well, who's also very active in, in music and, and a very creative person. And, and, uh, and I, I, I find that in myself too, when I tap into something new, now I'm doing something completely different for the time being, which is I'm, I'm writing. I'm writing a book and I find oh. so much. To to that. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to. But uh, it's uh, even without thinking about the outcome, I, I think enjoying the journey. Right. It taps into a completely different um, side of me. It's my creative brain, which is very different than than what I usually tap into. And I think that keeps me that we ke- keep evolving. And there's so much potential behind every, every
1: human being. <laughs> oh, wow. That's super cool. Hey, next time, it's going to be about your book. <laughs> well, here we are. This is the end of this episode. And I actually think that the next time is going to be about Eva's greatest job ever. The most purposeful job ever. She became mommy of beautiful baby Leo. This happened on May 6th right between the moment of the recording and the moment of the publishing of this podcast well this is what the wow is also about you come in as a speaker and you walk out as a mom isn't that fantastic anyway wishing you guys all the best and especially all the best and lots of love lots of happiness to ever and big your life. take a care